Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor in Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Pastor, we are now in week 21 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, closing on, closing in on real quickly about a half a year of podcasting right after the new year. So uh, it's been a great journey, and we want to encourage and invite people to come and join, ask their friends to join us. You know, they can tell them, post links, send them emails, whatever it takes. There's some great takeaways each and every week, so we want you to get the word out there. This week is kind of on a negative note, though. Uh, no, not that way. We're going to be discussing ways to overcome negativity in our lives. And to tell you the truth, Pastor, no one likes a negative Nelly, and we all know them, don't we? Yeah, you're not one, are you, Trey? I try not to be, no. You're a pretty positive guy, I think, I try right? to be positive, that's exactly right. You smile a lot, you always seem pretty happy, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're not overly negative. That's that's not a good thing, is it? <laughs> hey, no. let me ask you a question, Trey, sure. you ready? So, so think about life. What are some things in life that just really blow you away, that amaze you? Blow me away in a good way? Yeah, in a good way. Um... When my football team wins a ball game, I really like that. So that happens pretty regular because you're a Clemson fan. This is true. Yes, that happens a lot. I would like them to get blown away. I know you would. And I try to honor that every now and again. I wear red <laughs> I in honor that. of Georgia. So. I appreciate that. Well, um, one of the things that amazes me is flying. You like to fly, Trey? I do. I don't like uh, commercial flying, but I yeah, do you like have to flying. weigh a lot. That's kind of a, a bummer sometimes. You, you know that I, I, I trained to be a pilot for a while, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I, I almost got my private pilot license, and that was just an amazing thing to be able to to be on a plane. And I mean, every time I took off and landed in an airplane, it was just an amazing feeling to know that I actually put a plane on the ground and did not die in the process. That would be one of my dreams come true. Yeah, that's actually. a pretty amazing thing to actually yes, put a is. plane on the ground by yourself and mm -hmm. not die. That's a that's a really good day, right? It's a great. Day. So, so you know, Trey, a couple weeks ago, um, I went to Cambodia, and you know how I got there, right? You flew. I flew. Mm -hmm. and, and here's what amazes me. Trey, I got on an airplane at what? I left New York, 11 o'clock at night, got on an airplane, fell asleep, slept for eight, nine hours, woke up, watched a few movies. 15 hours later, I was there. Wow. That's amazing, right? That is pretty amazing. You think about it, this month in, in the life of our church here in December, in the life of most Southern Baptist churches, we take up the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Lottie Moon was a missionary to China back in the uh, the late 1800s. She did not fly to China when she left the States to go on mission, did she? It was all about the ship. Can you imagine how long it took? Uh, was it months? I'm assuming. I, don't, I, I'm I have no sure. idea. I probably need to do some research to find out. But weeks at least, right? Maybe yeah. months. And, and and you think, I mean, it wasn't like a cruise ship. She didn't get on Carnival and go over there, did she? <laughs> no. I mean, you, you know, you don't have the modern navigation stuff. You're not avoiding storms. You're just sailing right through it, hoping you get there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's completely different than the way it is today. We get on an airplane. 15 hours later, we're across the world ready to do missions. That's pretty mm -hmm. amazing, right? And you think about not only that, Trey, just over the course of the last 100, 150 years, how much in our culture and society has changed, right? Now, now some things in our culture and society have, have seemed to have gotten worse, mm. but there's a lot that's gotten better. I mean, life in general, life expectancy. I, I don't know how old your grandparents lived to. 
mid-80s. Mid-80s? Well, yeah. they lived a long time. But you think about over the course of the last 100 years, how life expectancy has increased drastically. And it hadn't been that long that... I know that it was in the 70s, now it's in the 80s. Is right, that not right? it's in the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll probably live to be 150. Well, we can only hope. You can only hope, right? <laughs> but you think about how life expectancy has increased, just the technolo- technological changes we've seen in, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm young. I'm, what, 23? Right. Plus, 23 plus, plus, a, few, plus a few years. But, but I'm pretty young, and, and, and just in my short lifetime, and compared to you, I'm very young, right? But, but in my oh, short yeah. lifetime, I mean, just the technological changes that we've seen, and a lot of them for the better. Exactly. You, well, you know, I've said medicine. Why would you want to, you know, everybody says, oh, the romance of living in the 1800s. Man, we didn't even have penicillin in right. the 1800s, you know? Right. You get a headache today, you can take a couple of ibuprofen, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. It's just amazing to me in a lot of ways over the last 150 years, how much better life mm-hmm. has gotten, how much easier, more comfortable. I mean, life really in a lot of ways has gotten better, yet even though life has gotten better, I don't know about you, Trey, but it seems like people in general, and me sometimes included, have gotten more negative. Mm-hmm. You would think, right, that that with all these positive changes that have taken place in our society and culture, that we would become a more positive people, a, a happier people because of all the things that we have. Mm. But it doesn't seem that way, does it? No, I've, I've actually been on the mission field and seen these kids that have nothing and just as happy as a lark. Right. Having a blast playing with a, a nut off of a tree. Yeah. And, and just as happy as they can be. And now you take your kid's iPad away and it's World War Three in your home. <laughs> That's true. Right? It is true. Yes. But, but the reality is, is that even though life is just outstanding as mm-hmm. far as the quality of life and, and things that, that, that we have, and even though life seems to be pretty good, there are a lot of us that really struggle with negativity. Mm. And so, so I, I think that we need to just back up and think about how can we, in a world that's actually pretty good, now it's not a perfect world. I mean, we can turn on the television and see that, that you know, politically we're divided and that there are, you know, real impressing major issues in our world for sure. Yes, there are. But, but in spite of those real pressing major issues, there is a lot of good in life to celebrate. Oh, there is. And, I, you know, I think part of it is just saying, hey, listen, let's not always try to find something wrong in every single thing that's said. Right. Whether it's a political commentator or political uh, personality or a pastor or our friend, you know, Mm. instead of trying to find something wrong, you know, sometimes we need to, as you said, thousands of times, let's show them some grace and just move on. That's right. That's right. So, and you think about Trey, I mean, as followers of Jesus, shouldn't we be the happiest people on the face of the planet? Oh, amen to that. Not because we have stuff, not because we can fly on a plane for 15 hours and be in a different part of the world and not because we have modern technology, Mm. but we should be the happiest people on the face of the planet because we have Jesus. We have Jesus, We have found hope and life everlasting, but it seems to me, and I don't know about you, Trey, but I've been a part of the church all my life. It it seems a lot of times that people inside the church are just as negative as people outside the church. Oh, that's true. And there's no difference, you know? Yeah, you wonder yeah. if they've been eating lemons or what it is, you know, <laughs> that causes that to happen. But anyway. And you've been around people. I've been around some followers of Jesus that aren't negative. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've been around some positive Christ followers who have the right perspective of life, and it makes all the difference in the world. Well, you want to hang around them for one thing. You want to be around them. Amen. You want to learn from them and grow from their Amen. experiences and, and what they've gained in life, right? Exactly. So what are we talking about today, Trey? We're going to be talking about uh, three ways to overcome negativity. Yeah, three ways to overcome um, negativity. I know there's some scripture that the the Bible has some very good things to say about this. Uh, What's maybe a base scripture we can use? Yeah, so so think about like this, Trey. Um, I think that what we've done over the course of our lives Mm -hmm. is we have programmed ourselves to think negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? 
We've programmed ourselves to do that. Now, now I want to step back and be careful because there, there are people who, who struggle, who struggle with depression mm-hmm. and anxiety and things of that nature. And, and those are real struggles. And I don't want to minimize that. Of course not. Uh, and so, 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 but I do want to consider just those of us who, who maybe just have programmed ourselves to be negative. It's not that we struggle with ongoing depression or anxiety or something like that. We're just by choice negative, mm-hmm. right? And so what we need to learn how to do, if we've programmed ourselves over the course of our lives to be negative, we need to reprogram our brains to be more positive, exactly. uplifting, encouraging, full of the joy of the Spirit of the Lord. And so there is a passage of Scripture in the Bible that I think is is just foundational in helping us to reprogram the way that we think so that we can be a people who are full of joy, who are more encouraging and more positive and a lot less negative. And it's Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Now, you, oh, you, one you, of my you, favorites. Yeah, this is a great verse. And you know, uh, when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Philippi, he was in a Roman mm-hmm. prison, right? Mm-hmm. And so he had every reason to be negative, didn't he? Oh, it was nothing good where he was. Right, but over the course of this letter, I mean, he tells the church at Philippi several times, rejoice, 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 even in the midst of the situation that he was in. Man, he had this positive outlook on life because he knew God was at work in him and through him. And so he says in Philippians 4, 8, and this is so important, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, listen to this, think about these things. Mm, that's where you put your mind. Yeah, it's reprogramming your brain. Instead yes. of focusing on all that's wrong with the world and all that's wrong with life, let's think a different way. Let's focus on what's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, and excellent. Okay, so if you have somebody that, uh, you know, you, you talk about this person you like to be around because they're filling your cup sort of thing. Right, right, right. And you have that negative person that's kind of draining you all the yeah. time. Um, what, what, would you, what do we look at if it was us? Which kind of person would we be? In other words, yeah. what characterizes yeah. us? Yeah, yeah. To be one, one of those. Yeah, that's what we got to figure out. How okay. do we do it? How do we get to that place where we are more positive and encouraging, where we reprogram our ba- brains to be consistent with what Paul says here? Amen. That's what we're going to do. Yep. So what are we going to do is we're going to, first of all, focus on what's true and not false. That yeah. seems like you would think that's right, but we don't do that, do we? Right, right, right. So that's, And that's exactly how Paul starts in the verse, right? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, think on these things that are true. And so we got to contrast, right? Think on what's true, not on what's false. And, and so you and I know, Trey, that on a regular basis, our minds are inundated with mm. things that are false. Oh, right? yeah. And so we don't have to turn far for falsehood. And just in everyday conversation, when we're, we're at work and we're, you know, having that conversation with our coworkers, that, that conversation can pretty quickly turn false, right, as people start to gossip, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all love gossip. We had a whole podcast, didn't we, about gossip in we the past? We did. That's right. And we all love a little gossip every now and then, right? Oh, it's that man. juicy morsel. That feels so good. Yeah, yeah. But, man, gossip is full of falsehood. Yeah. And, 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 and when you and I engage in gossip, I mean, it just takes us to negativity real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Or you think about um, fake news. Donald Trump likes to talk about fake news, doesn't he? <laughs> he does all the time. I mean, every bit of news is fake news. Whether it's Donald fake Trump, or not. Right? It's all yes. fake. But, but I mean, if you do turn on the television and you watch news, 
there's a lot of misinformation. You don't always get every side of the story. It's not always objective. Mm -hmm. Even the news is subjective. And so even when you turn on the news, hoping to see what's going on in the world, you're exposed to some falsehood, mm -hmm. right? And if you watch the news, it can make you negative pretty fast, can't it? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't watch the news, but just be aware that even when you're doing something as maybe as innocent as watching a, a news channel, man, there's a falsehood that's being put into your mind, isn't there? Yeah, and I... Th I, I I know I'm going to get in trouble here, but I see that news hounds, these people that call themselves news hounds, tend to be very critical people, mm. very negative people. The world's coming to an end. It's over, you know, that type of attitude. And so we can, we got to be careful. You know, we talk about what we watch, what we put into our brains. Right, and right. we always think, well, we don't put pornography into our brains or we don't put, um, you know, uh, violence into our brains. But we don't think of sometimes putting all this news into our yeah, brains. It yeah. causes us to be very negative. Right. Or, and, and here we are entering 2020 and we're in election year. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. There's a lot of falsehood right now, isn't there? Yes, there is. I mean, you've got all these people running for president on this side or that side and, and they're trying to, to uh, place themselves up and tear the other person down. I mean, p politics in general is just really negative. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we need to put our head in the sand and ignore politics. And we need to be engaged in our culture for sure. But man, if you just spent all your time, you know, researching politics and listening to this person and that person, th there's a lot of negativity that you're putting into your mind again, right? Wow. There's no joke. What about social media? You think that's an issue? Do you ever read anything negative on social media, Trey? <laughs> oh my I mean, it's just, it's just full of positivity, wow. isn't it? I mean, now brighten wow. up your day, right? When you read your Facebook feed, because we do, we like to get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever our preferences for social media and just rant and rant and rant. And if you're on social media too long, you're going to expose yourself to a little bit of negativity. Right. And I, think, I actually think it, because just thinking on it, by reading it, it's going to affect you. It can't yeah. not yeah. affect you. you know? Yeah, so all these different things, whether it's news, social media, politics, I mean, they're all feeding at best half-truths and a lot of times just flat-out lies to us, right? I mean, and so we're, we're not getting a complete picture of the truth mm -hmm. when we expose ourselves to these things. Now, I'm not saying, again, put your head in the sand, but just be aware of what you're exposing yourself mm -hmm. to when you watch the media or when you're, you know, uh, participating in gossip or you're over-obsessed with politics or you spend all your time on social media. Recognize that you're probably exposing yourself in those areas to a lot of information that's false. Or you, you believe your own lies sometimes, right? You look at yourself and you say, man, my own life is terrible, which is just simply not true. No, it's we not. We all have our not challenges and struggles. I mean, that's for sure. But for most of us, our life is a lot better than what we think it is, mm. right? There are people that I call the negative Nellies on social media. Yeah. There's never anything right. No matter what happens, everybody's against them. You know, the old thing, I'm going to go eat worms, you know, yeah, yeah. life is terrible. Yeah. And, uh, man, we got to get through that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who wants to be around people like that? That's right. So what Paul says is focus on what's true. We have a tendency to mm. focus on what's false. But Paul says, man, listen, reprogram your brains. You want to overcome your negativity? Think about what's true. What's true, Trey? What do we know that's true that we can focus on? Well, we know that God's true. And every man's a liar. We know that the word of God is true. <laughs> well, well, then it would just uh, make sense. If we know that God is truth, that we would spend much more time getting to know him through his word than we spend, you know, scrolling our social media accounts or being engaged in gossip or watching politics, right? If we know that God is true, why not fill our minds with the things of God, right? Well, I know people that the first thing they get up in the morning, the first thing they do is they click their phone on and they start looking at their Facebook feed. Why not? click your phone on and start reading the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. get a perspective yeah. on this. Because thing, that's you know? true. That's true. And when you 
ground yourself in the word, it's going to change your outlook on life. It's just how it works. And the, and the truth is, not only is God's word true, but but think about what God's word says mm-hmm. about you. Amen. Right? What God's word says about you is not that your life is terrible and everything stinks and, and, and the world is going to hell in a handbasket. That's not what God's word says about you. God's word says about you that if you're a follower of Jesus, you're loved by him. Amen. You're his child. You're wow. accepted by the God of all creation. What's true about you, if you're a child of God, Romans chapter 8, verse 31, if God is for you, who, who can, can be, be against you, right? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how he, will he not freely give us all things, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Nothing, Paul goes on to say, say, will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's truth, right? And so when you begin to meditate and think on those things, that's going to change your perspective and give you some positivity, isn't it? Exactly. And meditation you know, has to do with putting it over and over again in your mind. That's it's right. not just reading it one time and saying, I'm done. That's right. That's so right. So that's what's going to have to happen. So focus on what's true, not false. Amen. But also, I think we all, uh, number two, we need to focus on what's right and not wrong. Yeah. So again, consider what the verse says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure. Right? That's right. So, so... We know that that falsehood is wrong, but what mm-hmm. else is wrong? In this world? Yeah. Uh, well, we ha- deal with sin every single day. That we do, don't we? Yes, we do. And, and not only do we deal with sin, we run to it. <laughs> right? What is up with that? I mean, we just really enjoy it. We enjoy talking about uh, it. We enjoy engaging in it. We enjoy doing it. I mean, we just really seem to like sin, right? Even though we know what sin does. We know that sin you know, breaks our relationships. Mm-hmm. It causes guilt and shame. There's nothing good that comes out of sin. But for many Never. of us, it's a cycle we just can't seem to break. We run to it over and over again. We focus on what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And if your life is focused on what's wrong, if you always run to sin instead of running to the grace of God, you're bound to be a negative person. Because sin never gives life. It always takes life. It takes. It is. Uh, it kills. Yeah. You know, that's what it does. It robs all those things that sin does to you. So... Part of it is if you want to become more positive in your outlook of life, if you want to put negativity away, then you really do have to deal with the sin that's inside of you. So is that, a, is that an issue with First John 1, 9? In other words, confess our sin, that he'll forgive us? Absolutely. It is also moving away from sin yeah, as well, yeah, repenting yeah. and it's turning confessing, away? confessing, repenting, turning away from it. It's being serious about putting it to death, right? Mm-hmm. And it's being serious about not continually exposing yourself to it, right? I mean, again, we've already talked about these examples, but let's go back to them again. You think about the things you expose yourself to on the media, and not only expose yourself to, but what what the culture celebrates. I mean, come on, we 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 watch television shows that are filled with with you know immorality and sexuality and everything else, and 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 we pretend like that doesn't have an effect on us, mm-hmm. but it does. Well, actually, I actually told one of my friends, he said, well, that doesn't bother me anymore. I said, that that's the alone, problem. That that's alone the should problem. bother you. That's yes. the problem, right? Yeah. And again, we're not trying to be legalistic or anything of that nature, mm-hmm. but just think critically about the things that you expose yourself to, because the things that you expose yourself to, they certainly do have an effect on you. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from my personal experience, those times when, when I allow myself to binge watch things that, that I know are not honoring to God, man, they do. They affect the way I think. They affect my outlook on life. They, they affect me personally, right? Mm-hmm. But those times, instead, when I expose myself to those things that aren't honor the Lord, I mean, it's night and day difference, right? And, and so, so you know, I think Paul's very clear here. Focus on 
what's right, not what's wrong. And many of us, we're focused on what's wrong. We're focused on sin. We run to sin. We glorify sin. We expose ourselves to it way too much instead of fleeing from it, right? Mm. So focus on what's right, not wrong. What's right? Yeah, what is right? What, where do we need to go with this then? Yeah, so, so think about all the things you can put in your mind and heart that are right. I mean, think about examples of people. We, we talked about Lottie Moon earlier, you know, mm-hmm. it's Lottie Moon month. Where, but think about her faithfulness to God. Wow. And all the stories throughout history of men and women who, are, who have been faithful to God. This morning, we're recording this on a Sunday evening, and this morning I told the story of a gentleman in England, C.T. Studd. An athlete, most famous athlete in England who came to faith in Christ, left England, went to China, then went to Africa, and gave away everything. Gave it all away. I mean, those kinds of stories are stories we should fill our minds with, right? Uh, that, 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 that focus us on what right. But not only, you know, the stories of people like that, but, man, just focusing on what's right in the world. That, a- that you and I know people who are hardworking, good people who contribute to society. Mm-hmm. I mean, just thinking about those kinds of things. It, the world's not that bad. Not everything is wrong. There is a lot that's good and a lot to celebrate. You know, uh, um, uh, isn't it Mike Rowe that does the dirty jobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he celebrates those people that yeah. are doing the jobs that nobody else wants to that's do. But exactly they're hard, right. hardworking yeah. people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so so it's 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 celebrating, you know what's right with the world. It's celebrating the goodness of God. It's celebrating uh, people who are faithful to God. And it's celebrating also what's right in your life right now. Mm -hmm. Not everything is wrong in your life. Now, we have a tendency to run towards sin, to expose ourselves to sin. Uh, We do have, you know, not only a a tendency to expose ourselves to sin, we also go through trials and struggles. I mean, there are things in our lives that aren't quite right. I get that. But there's a lot of things in your life and my life, Trey, that Mm -hmm. are very right. A lot oh, of good things. Listen, our heart's beating. That's exactly I mean, we woke right. up this morning. Exactly we can right. breathe. We can. I mean, I, you know, you and I are in the hospitals a lot because of the nature of our jobs. And there's a lot of people hurting in the hospitals. Yeah, and yeah. we're not there. Yeah. At least not today we're not. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Right. And why not celebrate that when you're not? <laughs> right. You know? And even when you are, you're still breathing. And you're, you, we live in a culture where we have modern uh, medical technology mm. to care for us. There's just a lot of right in this world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sin. Sin is a big issue. Sin is sending people to an eternity apart from Christ. We need to take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God is at work in the lives of people, and we need to celebrate his work, and we need to celebrate the good that we see taking place by the hand of God in our own lives, right? So not focusing on what's wrong all the time and not running to sin all the time and not, you know, uh, 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 staying in that cycle that's destroying us, but getting out of that cycle, turning from sin and celebrating what we do see God doing in our lives, focusing on what's right, not what's wrong. Amen. And then third, I think we need to focus on what's constructive, what do we, how, what's constructive in our lives versus the things that want to destroy us or, or destructive in our lives. Right, right. So listen again to what Paul says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything, listen to this, Worthy of praise. Mm. Think about these things. If there's any excellence, whatever is commendable, anything worthy of praise. There's a lot that's commendable. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that when Paul writes this letter, he is in Roman prison, like we said. Life is not as good as it could be for him, I guess, because of his circumstances. But he has a heart full of joy. And he has already told these believers earlier in the letter, over in chapter 2, stop grumbling and complaining. Mm. quit complaining about everything and of all people to say that right? the guy that's in prison right not the guy that's out but the guy that's in 
right? So, so, so wow. Paul knew, Paul knew mm. how destructive complaining is. Mm-hmm. He knew how destructive it is when you and I open our mouths and complain about everything that is wrong with our lives, everything that's wrong in the lives of others, and everything that's wrong with our world, mm-hmm. right? That's destructive. Well, it's even destructive in our families. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you have, uh, being a grandpa, I'll have the grandkids over, and immediately, you know, I will start complaining mm. because they aren't doing the things I think they should be doing <laughs> right. or whatever, and I got my grandkids here with yeah, me, and I don't get yeah. to see them every day, yeah, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, here, here's what I know, and you probably know this too, Trey. Complaining is the natural byproduct of negativity. Yes. If you have exactly. a tendency to be a negative person, it's going to manifest itself in a complaining mouth. Mm-hmm. Every time. And so, so if you're finding yourself constantly complaining, that's an indication of something that's gone awry in your heart. Mm. Right? It's a heart issue. It is. And, th- and, th- and that complaining is destructive. Mm-hmm. It destroys your spirits and it destroys everybody around you, right? Nobody wants to be around a complaining person. And Paul's already told them this. Don't complain. Do everything without grumbling and complaining, right? So, so what's constructive then, instead of being destructive, what's constructive is, you know, Paul says, think about things that are commendable and, and praiseworthy. Wow. Instead of complaining about people all the time and, and, and complaining about what you don't like in life, how about a little bit of encouragement? Mm-hmm. When you see someone doing something that, that, that is honorable, why not encourage them? We always want to catch people doing stuff wrong, though, don't right, we? Right, we do. We do. Well, let's catch them doing it right every now and again. And when we see them doing it right, let them know, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's amazing, right, how, how much good encouragement does. I mean, Trey, you and I, we've been at this for a while. We've been in ministry for a long time. And, 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 and I bet over the course of your ministry, uh, you've had some people complain to you, haven't you? A few times. Yeah. It's not fun, is it? It is not. That's the last thing you want to hear, to tell you the truth. It is, isn't it? But on the flip side of that, I bet you over the course of the years, you've had a few people encourage you, haven't you? And boy, does that feel good. Yeah, when oh, you're encouraged, man. man. I mean, that that motivates Ooh. you to keep on going, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It motivates you to keep on pursuing uh, the mission, motivates you to keep on doing what God has called you to do. There's something about encouragement that we really need, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here's what I know, Trey. There's not one person listening to this podcast who woke up this morning and said, you know what? I don't need more encouragement. I'm good. <laughs> I don't I've been think encouraged enough. Say that. No. We all need it, and we all crave it, and, mm-hmm. and we all thrive on encouragement. I'm not, now, I'm not saying let's just be fake and phony in our encouragement. Oh, of course not. But when you see someone who is doing something well, encourage them, man. I, 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 just a, a quick example, man. I, uh, Luke has done an outstanding job these last few days of, of listening to his mom and dad, of uh, being respectful, of saying yes, awesome. ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes. He's just done a, a fantastic job these last few days. And so I pulled him aside last night. I said, Luke. Man, I am so proud of you. You have done a great job these past few days of being respectful and kind and, and doing the right thing and doing what we ask you to do when we ask you to do it. I mean, his face just lit up. And he said, he said, audibly, he said, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, he was just so encouraged by the encouragement. It really does make a difference, mm-hmm. right? And so just real simple, man. Focus on what's constructive, not destructive. When you see things that are praiseworthy, give praise. When you see an opportunity to encourage somebody, encourage. I mean, just these simple things. I mean, Paul's telling us here, right? Change the way you think. Don't focus on all the negative. Fill your minds with what's true and honorable and just and pure and commendable, lovely and beautiful and excellent. And if you do this, it's going to change your outlook on life. Amen. So what we, if we want to be those positive people that people want to be around, the things we need to look at is we need to focus on what's true and not what's false. We need to focus on what's right and what's not wrong. 
or what's wrong. Or what's wrong, excuse yeah, me. That's okay. And focus on what's constructive and not destructive. Yeah. And, and the reality that, is that could be that can be life transforming. It those, can be just life those three principles. And we're not saying it's easy. No. It's it's a daily choice. Mm-hmm. Daily I'm gonna change the way I think. Daily, I'm going to change what I put in my mind daily. It's a daily choice. But here's the deal. You think about all these uh, attributes, Trey, just, just real quick. You think about what's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellence, worthy of praise. You know who that is, don't you? I do. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Exactly. All of these attributes that Paul describes are attributes of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so if we would just spend our days thinking on him. Mm. How would that change our perspective of life? It would be, uh, be transforming. Yeah, so Trey, hey, I know in this area I need some help because I have a tendency, like everybody else, be negative sometimes. Mm-hmm. I need to come back to this verse quite a bit. What about you? I do. Philippians Philippians is one of my favorite books, and Philippians 4 is one of my favorite places to camp. Yeah, just so, some good, encouraging stuff. Well, Pastor Tommy, thank you for this, and I know that uh, let's go out here and be positive and just uh, make a difference in our world that's going to really change some people. That's exactly so, right. So uh, why don't you close this out, brother? Yeah, we do hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, because I know that we all have the tendency sometimes to get trapped in negativity. And, and I want you to not be trapped in negativity, but see how the power of Christ has changed your life to live a life of, of, of uh, honor and glory to him and making a difference in our world. So we hope that this has helped you today. And we hope that if this has helped you, you will share this with a friend. Right now, if you haven't done it, do it right now. Right this second, hit the subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And if you don't mind, leave us a review. If this is helpful. Leave us a review and let people know how this has been an encouragement to you. And we hope as always that this podcast has helped you today to connect faith to life.